And I'm back. This is KG, and you're listening to a long-awaited podcast. It's been been way too long. KG and Fifth Walkhead Podcast. This is KG once again. Going to get right into it. And this is the weekend. I may even do one. Uh, hope and plan to do one tomorrow as well. But let's get right into it. Here are the scores from Houston area schools, uh, starting with TSU. TSU Lady Tigers are two and thirteen overall, one and four in the SWAC. They won on the road earlier, uh, beating Ramley State on the fourteenth, fifty-four fifty-one, and lost at Jackson State, fifty-five thirty-eight. They uh, host Pine Bluff today, and we'll talk about that score tomorrow. TSU men a four and one in the SWAC, are coming off a three-point loss on the road at Jackson State, fifty-four fifty-one on Monday. They beat Grambling State on the road, 61-57 on the 14th, last Saturday. Prairie View, PV men are 7-11 overall, 3-2 in the SWAC. They play Mississippi Valley State on Saturday. They're coming off two straight road wins. So kudos to Coach Rim and his team with 81-64 win over Grambling State. Before that, they defeated Jackson State 72-66. The PV Lady Panthers are 4-12 overall, 1-4 in the SWAC. We also host Valley today on, on Saturday. They uh, lost to Jackson State uh, 48-46, but they beat Grambling uh, State a few days after that. HBU Huskies. The women are 1-16 overall. They got their victory on 10th of January. It's the first win of the season, the only win of the season. 87-70 over Houston Tillickson. Then they stepped in conference play, Great West Conference play, and they lost on the 19th to NJIT 69-52. They host Chicago State Saturday night at Sharp Gym today 7 p.m. The fellas were on the road and lost NJIT at New Jersey Institute Technology 85-62. And uh, that's after their pasting of a school that I've never heard of before in my basketball career. Crowley's Ridge, I believe it's located in Arkansas, some podunk town in Arkansas. Final score was 123-43. to That game was on the 12th of January. Huskies' men's team is 6-11 and overall and 0-1 and in the Great West. Dwight Owls received some good news regarding star player star junior four or star uh knee problems nothing too extensive nothing major wrong with it but you'll probably miss a game or two including Saturday night's game versus Tulsa the Owls are 11-8 overall 2-2 two two in Conference USA they lost in overtime 61-60 on the 18th to UAB they struggled they blew a 17 point lead in the game and lost by one point in overtime this after coming off a Connor Brazil game-winning basket at Tulane Norris on the 14th gives me a 50-49 victory gives Owls two straight conference road wins and some fans and right followers felt that those two straight road victories was a turning point in the program well they followed that up with a overtime loss at home so so much for that the Rice women host Southern Miss on Sunday afternoon their inconsistency continues they got shellacked by Tulsa on the road, 69-42 on the 15th. On Sunday, just a few days after, they blasted a good two-lane team at home by 18 points. 
So who knows what the Owls are doing. They win look good one game. How did their best game of the season? They play that Thursday game, followed by a 27-point road loss. Then on a few days later, they lost in overtime to US, UCF, Central Florida, 65-63. Jessica Custer, Owls' best player, scored 22 points in the loss. The Lady Owls, if they still call that, are 8-10 overall and 2-3 and in conference USA play. The Houston Cougars women's basketball team, these long season continues to get longer. They're two and fifteen overall, one and four in conference USA. Their one win was on the road, surprisingly, over Southern Miss, and they followed that up with three straight losses, including an embarrassing home loss to Tulsa on Thursday, 77-48, which is preceded by another butt kicking they received by UAB, 67-43. The Cougars women's team is on the road in El Paso, and they will play the Miners on Sunday. Uh, Check is at uh, 2 p.m., I believe. That's going to be another loss for them. Miners are better than them. Miners, I believe, are in first place in Conference USA, and may still be undefeated in the league. Another disappointing Houston area team is the Houston Cougars men's team, who is 9-9 overall and 1-4 in Conference USA, and they've lost four straight conference games. They host a also poor basketball team Saturday night at Hawkins in East Carolina just at 7 p.m. The Cougars' most recent two losses were a 70-54 road loss at SNU which is preceded by an embarrassing, embarrassingly weak effort last Saturday at home inside Hawkins Pavilion when the Memphis Tigers laid the wood on the Cougars in front of the largest crowd of the season so far, which will probably be for the rest of the year. Memphis won 89-55. That is correct. 89-55. An opponent came into Hawkeye Pavilion and left with a 34-point butt-kicking over my alma mater, the Houston Cougars. Elvin Hayes, the legend, legendary basketball player in Cougar lore and NBA basketball, is a fun radio announcer for the Cougar games, called the Sorry performance Embarrassment He was embarrassed At what he saw Disappointed what he saw Those forfeit losses Will lead me into talking about uh, The Cougars and his team I'm going to touch on the Rockets And the five Straight wins in, in a moment And once again This is KG Or the KG and Fifth of Wildcat Podcast Thank you as always for listening But the Cougars and his team Has lost four straight games it's my friend and colleague And also a Cougar alum Sam Kahn Of Houston Chronicle uh, Written an article today uh, citing the lack of leadership on the Cougars team as one of the reasons why they're struggling so much. Cougars are young, they're inexperienced, their point guard play is, is uh, weak, especially the depth at point guard is weak. But I have another issue, uh, issue that I want to toss out there as an opinion. Uh, leadership is a big, it's a big question. I'm not sure which players, if there are too many players trying to lead are trying to be the star, be the man, rather than do little things to win. I remember earlier in the year, in December, uh, the Cougars went on the road and beat Arkansas. Great performance. Probably the best showing thus far this season. Just a few days later, they laid an egg and lost at home. After that home loss, Landis Harris told the media that in just probably two, three days after that big road win at Arkansas, that practices weren't as strong that some of the guys got a big head and got comfortable and they broke in and relaxed and they worked as hard and that's why they lost the following game 
I think that is symptomatic of what's wrong with the team. I believe that there are guys on the team not willing to put in work. I believe there are guys on the team who are jealous of each other. I believe there are guys on the team who uh, don't like the limelight or that some players are receiving. And you can figure out, if you've seen the game, you can figure out what I'm talking about. Jonathan Simmons, Alendis Harris, the rest of the team, you can figure out, if you watch the games, a recent home game that I was able to attend, one of my colleagues who uh, watches a lot of basketball, as much as I do, came to the first game, your base game of the year that he saw them play. And he could see the lack of cohesion and lack of chemistry on the floor. You could see guys posting up, never getting the ball from the guys on the perimeter. Reposting, never getting the ball. Little things like that, where your teammate is in great position to score down low, but never gets the ball. The lack of communication on defense, the lack of communication on offense. The guys do not talk to each other. They don't communicate. Playing defense is a team effort. You have to know where each other is at all times. You have to trust that your teammates will have your back if you get beat on the perimeter. You have to have the confidence and trust in your teammates to defend as a unit. The Cooper defense has been a joke, has been a bad rumor during this four-game losing streak. The loss of all been by double figures. So we'll see what happens Saturday night versus East Carolina. How many alums show up because the fans are already disappointed in this season and Coach Dickey and the record of the team has displayed so far. I'm disappointed in the product on the court. I did not expect the team to get to the tournament this year. I expect that next year. I'm not saying that's NCAA tournament. That's my high end expectation. I'm expecting postseason bid next year with the talent coming in in Daniel House and Chicken Knowles, etc. That's what I'm expecting next year. This year, I expect an improvement from the previous season on the core performance, which may or may not have led to a better win-loss record. I'm not seeing that improvement on the court. And that's what bothers me and concerns me is how the guys are playing. They're not playing team basketball. That is a concern. Hopefully it will get corrected beginning Saturday night. I'll talk about uh, the results of the game in the next podcast. The Rockets, one of the bright spots in the Houston area basketball that we have. Rockets have won five straight games, now eight and seven on the NBA season. They host the San Antonio Spurs Saturday night. Tip is at 7 p.m. The Spurs are 10 and 6. But I believe the Spurs have only won one road game thus far this season. Uh, the Rockets may or may not be, may, may not have Sam Dollarberry at center. He injured himself on the uh, His game winning play, ironically, and uh, Thursday's home overtime win over the Hornets with a put back basket. He sprained his ankle, so he may be a game time decision tonight versus the Spurs. And clearly, if, if uh, Dollarberry can't play, that's going to be a, a big factor in the uh, Rockets' defense of the big fundamental, Tim Duncan. Without him, you'll have to see probably more of Jordan Hill. Luis Scola, uh, Patrick Patterson, guys like that trying to defend Duncan in the post, which may free up other uh, matchup disadvantages for the Rockets in trying to, to defend the Spurs. As the Spurs are trying to uh, continue playing winning ball without star player managing over. But overall, Rockets have played pretty well these last five games. You know, I think the schedule is caught up to a lot of the teams. The performances, you've seen low scores in the, throughout the league. You've seen four shooting numbers throughout the league. The guys are tired. That's travel, I think, is wearing on some of the guys. But 
also the guys are the team players are not doing fundamental things well the defense is lacking the ball movement is lacking the player movement is lacking so there's a lot of different factors as why scores are so low throughout the league for example the Boston Celtics Friday night only scored 71 72 points against the woeful Phoenix Suns defense the Suns are one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA and Celtics only scored 70 something points in a home loss I believe so things like that throughout the league and my sorry sorry woeful Pistons with their 2 or 3 wins and 12 losses I think it is now I think they're 3 and 12 finish of the game they're, they are just collecting ping pong balls and I'm fine with that considering the tremendous amount of talent coming forward in the in the, in the draft 2012 but there's so many different things I want to talk about that I'll probably talk about in the next podcast but one of the things I, what I had been asked recently in an email and I'd like to probably get more uh, fan interaction throughout this year. I'm not sure of the schedule, how we're going to do things. I may do things uh, Saturday, Sunday podcast, or may do different things based on schedule. One of the things is, what is wrong with the Houston Cougars women's team? They're not very good. Talent is not there. The Cougars only have eight healthy players uh, right now. They have six players um, injured or transferring, sitting out this season so that in Thursday's loss, home loss to Tulsa they had eight healthy players and almost as many players in not dressed not in play uniforms and in number six so clearly you don't have the bodies to get things done in practice that's going to impact practice as well as impact how you do in games that's part of the issue the bigger issue is, is not a lot of time these players are just not very talented I'm just to like it is the players of the team they're trying they try hard they don't have basketball acumen the basketball collective basketball IQ of the squad is not very good hopefully that'll be remedied with the incoming class coming in with star players like Jessica Palmer Taylor Tyler Gilbert Alicia Smith those ladies are highly talented high school seniors hopefully they will help turn the program around and return the Cougars to winning basketball in 2012-2013 season and definitely when the U of H enters the Big East play for the 13-14 season I want to also let everyone know that I have been invited to participate for the second time in uh, February's NCAA mock selection uh, 2010 I believe it's my first time with a Wildcat was also involved each year recently the NCAA has invited coaches sports information directors and members of media to participate and get a behind the scenes look at how the bracket is put together for the NCAA tournament and I am talking about in this case women's college basketball this will be my second time going and being in Indianapolis at the NCAA headquarters I'm looking forward to it I had to do some juggling around in terms of schedule but looking forward to it it'll be a a quick trip it'll be roughly uh, being in Indianapolis probably 24 hours come back see how things go we'll get our take on who we think are the top teams who deserve to be in the tournament and then we'll spend time according to the NCAA's procedures brackets and procedures and, and principles of who deserves to be number one seed overall which will be Baylor whatever I think we'll agree on that on Lady Bears and then we'll see the brackets we'll put teams in the brackets and then we'll see them and try to balance out the brackets and make make each bracket as fair as and balanced as possible and I'll talk about that um, after the 
the trip, as well as before the trip, to remind everybody that I'm taking part. Uh, first time we were there, the NCA blogged about it. Hopefully they'll do that again. We were interviewed, and some of those interviews are posted on the NCA's website. And you even saw an interview of the Wildcat. So that's about Connecticut. And I remember his quote, his comment was, mean the train, the locomotive, nobody will stop, stop that train. That season, Connecticut won the championship and I think finished undefeated 39-0. So they haven't had a chance to do that this year. Lady Bears on a mission led by Brittany Griner and Oxy Sims. So I'm, I'm very thankful to the opportunity to once again participate in the NCAA mock selection. I'll write about the experience, talk about the experience. So look forward to that. So stay tuned with that. In terms of write-ups and articles that I'm doing on the website, the website is HoustonRoundBallReview.com. The blogs are still up there. Not as much is on the blogs now. I don't have the time to do it lately, but there's some, there some postings with the uh, United States Basketball Right Association's Players of the Week, both men and women. It's the first year we, because I'm a member of the USBWA, we have voted for uh, or announced Women's Basketball Players of the Week. Men's Award have been around. It's Men's Award named after Oscar Robertson, who's National Player of the Week. At the end of each season, the National Player of the Year will be announced. All the USBWA writers will vote on who, who they think will be the Player of the Year, should be the Player of the Year. Looking forward to that vote. I take the vote very seriously. Fellows um, will be announced, the winner will be announced in the order that we decided the main final four. And the women's winner will be announced in Denver at the site of the Women's Honor 4 and I'll be in Denver God willing money willing I'll be in Denver at the end of March first part of April covering the Women's Honor 4 thank you as always for listening and I felt, feel pretty confident that I'll have another podcast tomorrow on Sunday afternoon to recap a few of the games that took place today on Saturday and just, just discuss who did what well or poorly so if you have any questions uh, send them to me on Facebook. Send them to me on Twitter. My Facebook fan page is Houston Round Ball Review. On my Twitter handle is T H E H R Review. Thank, thank those for listening, and thank those who tell their friends about the podcast. We're trying. To, I'm trying to keep, keep, keep this going. The schedule isn't always as free as I like to as I like it to be to keep these uh, podcasts uh, on a more frequent on a frequent basis. Haven't had a chance to uh, get interviews added to the podcast. Hopefully that'll still happen throughout this year as we progress. Visit my website, www.houstonbrownballreview.com. Uh, YouTube channel is still out there, Houston Round Ball. Once again, I'm on Twitter at T-H-E-H-R-Review. My, a big photo of my, of me is in uh, the uh, King Size View. Their website is king, uh, kingsizeview.com. Most publication, but the online website looks spectacular. You can see, see my mug on there. So check that out also. And as always, in conclusion, be true, be cool, and to do more.